Welcome to the Kinja's Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> In this episode, we have the very funny, very talented Tim Chantarongsu in the pod. And this episode, I, I really enjoyed. This is my first time really going into like a deep sort of conversation with Tim. Tim's obviously known for being a funny guy. But, you know, he's entered a new chapter in his life. He's a recent father. And uh, he talks about his sort of motivation for doing things now, even in his career. I enjoyed kind of seeing the the fire behind like all the talent and everything that he's pursuing. And obviously fun conversation. And I think it was just a good other side of Tim that I, I don't personally see, you know, like on his social media and things like that. Yeah, it was really, really cool to bring him in here. I think that I've always gotten a chance to see him from afar doing a bunch of like, you know, Asian YouTuber stuff over the last decade plus. And just seeing his particular journey to like where he's gotten, like this guy is like one of a kind, has really taken it farther than most people have even thought possible, has represented Asians in a way beyond imagine. It's just so inspiring to be able to sit down with a dude who's really done so much and really just chop it up. like a real human. Yeah. One thing that really came across to me, even just seeing what motivates him and kind of we're, you know, we kind of talk about superpowers and things like that. Him kind of uh, being sort of like fearless in just representing himself and just knowing who he is, being very self-aware. And I think that to me was what came across the strongest to me in terms of like, you know, how he's gotten this far and how much further he's going to go. You know what I mean? and, and I'm sure that he's probably jumped on a bunch of pods over the last 15 years talking about like the different parts of his journey and whatnot. But to really be able to dive into where he's at in life right now, being a new father and finding the motivation through that to continue doing what he's doing and to even have greater passions and ambitions for what he wants to still do in the name of his, you know, his family and stuff like that is, is just incredible to witness and we can't wait to see what you know goes on from here for him lots of laughs in this pod as to be expected but um i think there's just a lot of gems in here i think we got a great episode for you guys so let's just hop right in <laughs> folks welcome back to the kinjas podcast movement in the shadows we are your host ben and i am anthony just and kicking my shoes off i had to do that kicking the shoes off we're at home we're in the man cave Folks, we have a very special guest in the pod today. We have actor, comedian, rapper, podcast host, food enthusiast. <laughs> you might recognize him from MTV's Wild and Out, Deliciousness, Basic to Bougie, <laughs> host of the No Chaser podcast and the Dudes Behind the Foods podcast, along with David So, co-owner of the Goody Brand. Wow. And fresh That's out good. the gate, brand new father. Let's we go. have Tim Chantaransu <laughs> in the podcast. Go say my last Yo, name. Right. I, I've been practicing that one. That, I was practicing it all day today. Dude, that's a good ass intro. Hey, I do my I best. Give, I give the most trash intros on my <laughs> podcast. I never write it down. I saw you and I was like, I gotta start I gotta doing that. I gotta be prepared, man. I gotta I'll be, be like, prepared. This motherfucker here, uh, he be dancing and shit. <laughs> uh, 
Make some noise. <laughs> Make some noise. I love it. I love audience. it. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Of course, man. Thank you for coming through. We know that time is precious. You're a new dad. You know, we want to get into that. But uh, this is the first time you are on the Kindred's podcast. So just to give our listening audience a brief origin story, give us the Tim story, man. What are the origins? Yeah. All right. Well, first, I'll tell you this. Uh, I have this mask on because I, I have some pimples on my chin. Got it. So it's not COVID. So just, yeah, it's not yeah. COVID. Oh, I'm yeah. just keeping this it's here. It's just fashion. That, you know, I break chin out diapers. Of, of sometimes. <laughs> chin divers, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a South Park thing. Chin diapers. Oh, oh, chin diapers. Diaper, not diaper. Nah. I was diaper. like, is this like an oral chin joke di- he's making? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. You know, re- Regina. Regina Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, we'll get we'll into get to it. That. Um, I also I debated. I brought. I have a beanie just in case because I was like, I just got a fresh yeah, haircut. Fresh ten fade, minutes bro. away, but I also have a big ass pimple on my forehead. And I told my barber, he was like, you want me to style it? I was like, style the pimple? No. <laughs> I was like, that's a good barber. <laughs> He's this good dude, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm just throw a beanie on, and I saw him like get a little like, come on, dog, I just cut your hair. Yeah, I was like, all right, fresh. all right, style the shit. I'll let, the, I'll let the pimple breathe. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Good, so bro. we here. Uh, what's up, man? My name is Tim Chantarangsu. If you're not familiar, I used to go by Timothy Daylight Ghetto. Uh, I've been on YouTube since like 2006. And you know, just doing a potpourri of content. Yeah. You know, yeah, real quick, what was the uh, why change Tim Delgado to Chantarasu? Man, it was like it was a bunch of reasons. It was two years ago, pandemic. Everybody was quarantined at home, and I was sitting at my house, and I was thinking, like, let's say I caught COVID and died this month, right? Do I want to be remembered as Timothy De La Ghetto? Mm. Do I want people to re- remember me by this like silly YouTube name I made up, right? And then I kind of started thinking about just like my legacy and how I want to be remembered. And I was like, yo. And I had been thinking about dropping the De La Ghetto for a couple years, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about like my whole MO from the beginning of my YouTube shit. Like aside from trying to be like a famous actor and stuff, it was like I want to make... Asian people proud of who they are, where they come from. You know, I always make sure to like speak Thai in my videos, especially my vlog videos to um, just kind of make kids feel like they shouldn't be embarrassed. Cause I remember being a little kid talking on the phone to my friends and kind of being like, like talking quietly. Cause I, I didn't did the want same them thing. to yeah, yeah, you know, cause yeah. you, you feel like they're gonna make fun of you, yeah, right? Yeah. And when you, when you get older, you're like, that's silly, right? This right. is my culture, is where I come from. Like why be ashamed of that? Mm-hmm. So then I was pandemic contemplating life and I was like, well, if this is my whole MO, then let me embrace my long ass Thai last name. Cause originally thinking about my career, I was like, I can't use Chantarang. So people are not gonna be able to remember that. It's yeah, not, it's not like a stage name. Yeah, yeah, it's not a stage name. It's not like fucking Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you know? I was like, I need something catchy, right? Right, right. And then I was like, let me use this like stage name. And you know, I love the Fresh Prince. It comes from the Fresh Prince. If you didn't mm-hmm. know, Daylight Ghetto's from the Fresh Prince. Wow. And then it just kind of became like part of the brand. But then when I really started to think about it, I was like, man, if I want to be as popping as I see myself going in my career, then they'll have to know how to say my name. Mm-hmm. You know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nicole Schwarzinger. They'll have to say it right. Yeah. Right? yeah so right. it's like, look, if I'm doing what I really want to do, then I can embrace my name and they'll have no choice but to know my real last name, right, you know? Right. So that was the main thing. And also, like, the young wokes on Twitter were like, De La Ghetto is problematic. For sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Every, like, month, there's somebody who's like, 
why did they let that Asian boy call himself De La Ghetto? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. 2020 was kind of the birth of a lot of social justice. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and, and so there was that aspect of it too. And yeah, like arguably, like I did grow up in a part of Long Beach till I was 10 that you could call like a ghetto area. But that was never part of it. You know, that was irrelevant because I got De La Ghetto from the Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, look, what better time than when everybody is pandemic chilling than to kind of like, rebirth and like just redo it reset it and use my long ass thai last name and kind of like also like homage to my dad homage to thailand like look this is where i'm from we got long yeah. ass last names mm -hmm. and that was it you know? i love that i love that being a part of the mo you know what i mean to just rep that proud because chong tarangsu is it's not lee i'll tell you that it's not lee it's not lee <laughs> you know? it sticks out right yeah. yeah but you know and the thing about it too is like growing up in school you know, people would would roast at first, but then they started. They would love it. You know what I'm saying? Because in school, I would get like, "Oh, Tim got the wrong soup. Tim, uh, <laughs> Tim chant the hey, wrong stop, song." Stop laughing at him, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You gonna bring good. up? It's no, 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 feelings, no. It's, it's just better. Good. Tim chimichanga. Tim Chattanooga. Tim uh, Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah, damn, okay. that's creative. All of it, dog. So, but it was all. But then by the end of the day, it was always like. Talk the wrong suit. They knew what's up, you know. So when you were growing up, I mean, you mentioned that Fresh Prince was like a big influence, obviously, to the point where it influenced yeah. your name. Mm -hmm. um, I heard. Now I don't know. Wikipedia is not always fully uh, reliable. <laughs> yeah. But you had this thing called the Fresh Prince format. I did. I so did. that's a real thing. Man. Okay. So look, when I was younger, I'm my only child, right? So I didn't have any like older brother, older siblings. So I really felt like the Fresh Prince was like my older brother you know what i'm saying that. taught me how to like dress and kind of joke and like talk to girls even so i really looked at will smith as kind of like an older influence right have you ever met will smith no and fuck it's everybody gonna has it's gonna happen <laughs> so yeah. especially not he's a ig he's like right. he's an influencer yeah, he's, popping on. <laughs> he's, he's an influencer now yeah. yeah and i told myself i was gonna do everything will smith did which was like rap tv movies but when i was younger i called that the fresh prince format i was like i'm gonna follow everything will smith did and try to do it you know mm. what i'm saying if you're a youngin out there or if you don't watch fresh prince like that there's an old episode of the fresh prince where he joins a poetry club to meet girls and he makes up a poet named Rafael de la ghetto you know what's up so <laughs> and that's where i was like oh man and i think i was just doing some like just freestyling one day and i was like yeah timothy de la ghetto and i was like oh that's catchy and then you know that's, that's why i started using it it is catchy yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's dead now so <laughs> but people always ask me too they're like because sometimes they don't know when they see me on the street they want to say yo de la ghetto timothy de la ghetto and like i'm not mad you know if like because right. i get right. it like yeah, yeah like yeah i still call bow wow bow wow <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh is he not bow wow he's no. chad moss no way <laughs> yeah. oh really I thought I thought Bow Wow was already the new one when he dropped the Lil. Yeah, I it, just was, thought it was. But I guess a, that was like a decade right, ago. Right. There was a time when he was like, "Nah, I'm Chad. I'm Chad Moss now. Chad I'm, not, Moss. I'm not Bow Wow." But he still, you know, answers oh, to Bow Wow. Yeah. Just like you say to me, I'll get it. I'll turn around and say, "What's up about that?" I'm not like, "How dare you call right, me by right, my, right, my right. old name?" You know. So, what was first in the trifecta of music? TV and movies, like what came first? Was it music? Because I mean, you have the, you're, you're, rap, you're a rapper, bro, Traffic. We all yeah. know that, yeah. Yeah, and you know what's crazy in terms of Traffic? Because I also, you know, I haven't used that name in a long time either. But like my last album that I dropped under Traffic, which was like my last album period, which had like some bangers on there. I got like uh, Magnetic with Tori Kelly on there. Like some of my oh, like yeah. my best shit, right? Mm -hmm. This year will be the 10 year anniversary wow. of that album. I haven't Damn. released the album in 10 years. I'm like, fuck, you I'm old, bro. I know. <laughs> so it's been a minute. So when I was YouTubing, right? In the beginning, I would drop some funny shit 
And then I would drop like a freestyle and some rap shit. I was always trying to let people know that, look, this, I do the funny stuff and I rap as well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I had traffic originally, because I didn't want people to think I was a comedy rapper. That's why I had Timothy uh, Ghetto for the comedy stuff. Got it. And I had traffic for the rap stuff, because I didn't want them to think I was like a parody dude right, or right. like some Lonely Island type vibes. I was like, I want them to see that I do the funny and I also like, I take the bars seriously, you mm-hmm. know? And then when I got to a point where I felt like, oh, okay, they understand and they know what I'm about, I don't need the two names. Because there were people who were like, you know, that traffic guy kind of looks like <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Taylor Ghetto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I don't need to confuse people anymore. But I always kind of leaned more. I, I pushed the comedy out there because I knew that's what would be more universal. And then eventually there was kind of like a pocket of the people who really fucked with the music, mm-hmm. you know? And luckily, you know, in the early days of YouTube, I was really kind of able to navigate the different, like, clicks of YouTube because it was very sectional, you feel me? Yeah. Like, there was, like, the white comedians and, like, the Asian comedians and then the Asian musicians and then, like, the black comedians. And I was kind of just cool with everybody, but the Asian, the musicians, you know, I was still doing shows with them and doing collabs and shit like that. So people were really kind of open to me doing both, which was which was great. Right. I mean, even though there's there's still people to this day who are like, I don't know, man, like, stick to the jokes, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always going to be that dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. As far as what popped off, I feel like the comedy is what really popped off. Mm-hmm. And then the music, there's people that were there who were like, yeah, I, I like when you do music. And I, I almost feel like I'm glad the comedy popped off more than the music because mm-hmm. I don't feel pressure with the music. I feel like I can just be creative with it. Mm-hmm. People aren't like, yo, we need the album, right, right? right? But it's like, but if I drop the album, they're like, oh, shit, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah, thank yeah. you. Because, like, know? the comedy and stuff maybe, like, comes more natural to who you are and your personality, whereas the music is maybe more of, like, your expression and your art, right? Yeah, man, you know, it's like, because you know how, like, when people are kind of waiting on something for you, you feel mad pressure, right? Like, you feel like, I need to deliver yeah, to a certain, yeah. like, whatever. Definitely. Um, For me, since... The music is more, you know, not priority. I feel like I can take my time. I can have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I can be weird with it. And whatever I put out, I like. You know what I'm saying? Where I feel like a lot of musicians are like, God, I got to live up to my last hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm in a good place with that shit. What, you dropping another album sometime soon? Yeah, I'm working on it, bro. I just started writing. Like, I've been saying that shit for years, but I've been, like, slacking. You know what I'm saying? You're the tiger. It's the year of the tiger. I feel like this is the year to, to get the shit. It's, it's the year unleashed. of the tiger, my year. Yeah. It's the fucking 10 year anniversary of my last album. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good time to dust off the old pen and pad. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know at like a young age as a kid that entertainment was your path? Or was there like, I'm going to go be a doctor? Or like, oh, never mind. I guess I'm funny. Let me yeah, just was do there comedy. a failed pathway. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, actually. Um, I always knew this is what I wanted oh, to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's yeah, amazing. from the jump. And I told my parents from the beginning, I'm like, look, I might, I'm, I'll go get this little degree you want, but after that, I'm going to go and try and be famous. So you, you know? did go to college? You did all that? So. <laughs> so. Like, like I said, I've been prepping my parents since I was little, right? Mm-hmm. Like, doing school like theater plays all that and they were always mad supportive they go to all my plays nope. go to all my musicals you know what i'm saying um they were always very supportive of me and i was always i felt really like blessed for that right grateful that they were cool like that you know and plus my parents were like super artistic too so i think they understood like my mom you know it's like she like played guitar and my dad like went to art school and shit so oh, okay. they, they get oh, it yeah, like yeah, cool yeah. parents yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah oh shit that's, but they, that's but, fresh but they were still like make sure you get your degree yeah. right so as a youngin 
yeah, I did go to college, mm-hmm. but I was always telling them like, look, I'm doing this for y'all, you know. And then it, when it kind of got to a point where the YouTube shit, because I started YouTube shit when I was in college, so I got to a point where oh, this YouTube shit is kind of doing well. And I felt like I was trying to balance everything, but I would register for a whole semester of classes. And then I started doing shows mm-hmm. and then I would end up like dropping like half the classes. Yeah. And I was part time for like a few years. I'm like, bro, this is my sixth year at Cal State Long Beach. Bro, I need to like make a decision. <laughs> right, you know what right. I'm saying? So that's when I finally got to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm teetering on both. Mm-hmm. I need to really make a decision and, and commit to one. You was and, like Van Wilder of Long Beach. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Except for I wasn't getting that much ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was in a relationship and shit. You know? <laughs> so, and I wasn't jacking off dogs with donuts, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was doing that. a big ass ball sack. I hell remember that. Oh, uh, but I got to a point where I was like, I need to make a decision. And um, I had an opportunity to do my first like show in Australia. It was my first time going to Australia. I was like, all right. But it was the same week as the first semester of school, you know? And I was like, all right. I can go to Australia because I don't know when I'm going to be get hit up for shows again. School will always be here. For sure. So I went to Australia. Took a and semester the Australian off. fans are the business, oh, huh? Australia, oh, Australia. Oh, it's lit, bro. Chad knows what's up, dude. Yes, dog. And the girls in Australia are down. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, oh. not, not to say that all the girls in Australia are down, but one of the most interesting things about Australia, a little side tangent, one of the craziest shits that I, I, when I first realized, wow, I haven't really been anywhere yet, is when you go to Australia... And you're shopping or whatever. I was shopping and someone's like, oh, you know, do you need any help? And I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, oh, you have an accent. And I'm like, oh, I have an accent. And then there were girls that were like, you have such a strong American accent. I just want to hear you talk. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, you, I have a strong yes. American accent? Yep, this is yep. crazy. I was like, well, let me tell you this. <laughs> little, little Philly. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> But wow. nah, man, I nah, love Australia. Love um, and yeah, that, so that was like, I ended up taking that year off and I took two years off and I just never went back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I always tell people, my parents, I could tell when they knew it was a real thing. Because like, you know how your Asian parents will always kind of like brag to their friends about shit you do, right? Yeah. And it used to be my parents were like, oh, you know, Tim, you know, he's going to school for this and this and that and also oh and and he does these videos with his friends right and then one day i was like listening and he was my dad was like oh you know my son's famous on the internet (laughs) yes (laughs) and i was like yes (laughs) he knows what's up right right and um and you know they eventually just kind of realized what it was you know and and so one time my mom was like you're gonna go back and get your degree right and i was like mom look do you want me to go back and get my degree or do you want me to keep paying for your shit? Right. And she was like, all, all right, all right, never mind. Oh, <laughs> Out of curiosity, shit. what was that degree that you would have gotten? Oh, so originally in my head, I was like, let me get something that will help me in my entertainment shit, right? Okay, so yeah. I was like communications. In right. my head, I was like, I'll be a fucking, I'll intern at MTV and be a VJ or something yeah. like that. And then I was like, man, this degree isn't going to help me. <laughs> get an audition right you know right, what i'm saying right. so i was like let me do something that i like so a lot of people don't know i used to draw a lot as mm-hmm. a kid before i was like i'm gonna be famous I, I wanted to be like an animator for disney you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so i was an art student for a minute at Cal State long beach but let me tell you bro that's just hard yeah 
that shit is yeah. hard like fucking like four hour long classes of just sketching and shit you know and i'm like i learned quickly that like wow like i'm kind of i'm not as good as everybody else in my class you know <laughs> but college is a, is a learning experience right, right. You know? and i tell the kids now even if you don't if you know you want to do entertainment, I feel like college is an important just kind of experience. You know, mm -hmm. you, you learn a lot about yourself, mm -hmm. about other people. Oh, college is huge for learning about life. Mm -hmm. When you when you have to like not rely on your parents, mm -hmm. you start learning shit. Mm -hmm. But it's still in like a bunkered, safe kind of bubble. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just get kicked out the house and you got to fend for yourself. It's like, here's a little bit of financial aid. Here's a bunch of other idiots who don't know shit just like you and you got to yeah. figure it out. And I wish I would have got more ass in college, bro. <laughs> I was like, just, I was in a relationship after like the, my first year. And it was like, I was looking around like, man, so many people are just getting it in right now. You probably also, <laughs> were you in like dormitories or anything like that? I didn't dorm. See, I, that's half of it, man. Yes, dog. That's I regret that. I kind of wish I would have dormed too, because I know I would have been just going crazy. But <laughs> my freshman orientation day, the dude, the, the main leader guy was like, all right, well, just so you guys know, um, one in out of every four kids here has an STD. So, oh, damn. <laughs> Move, make wow. moves carefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said that. Are you wow. serious? Yeah, freshman that orientation. Is a fucked up stat to give out. Cal State Long Beach, dog. <laughs> Cal State Long Beach. Props. Damn, that's pretty. That's pretty oh, crazy. Man. All right, so you said with the with the Fresh Prince format, right? We we're talking about rapping. Mm -hmm. We we're talking about comedy. Yeah, it was rap TV movies. Rap TV movies. Okay, so let's get into some of the acting that uh, that you've been doing. If we're talking about checking shit off the list, yeah. right? When Wild and Out came about, it was like a validating thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was like me putting up YouTube videos and reading comments of like, nah, you'll never be on TV, um, this and this and that. And growing up where I remember like people would be freestyling in high school. And I remember specifically one time I like was about to hop in a cypher and a dude fucking laughed before I even set up anything, yeah, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, the fact that I was, I got on a show that was on TV and also like it was rap and comedy, mm -hmm. it just felt like, yeah, motherfucker. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. I did that. I told y'all I was gonna be on TV and I'm on motherfucking TV, you know? That was dope for me to, to be able to kind of check that off and be like, yes, I'm on TV. How did that come about? Was it an audition? Like, So I was on the reboot of Wild N' Out, right? Because mm -hmm. it was on when we were like young. young right, right, you right. Know? And, yeah. I, and even back then, I remember thinking I would be dope on this shit because I rap and I'm funny. You know, this yeah. is like, I don't know, like junior high shit, right? Somebody told me, they're like, hey, Nick Cannon's bringing Wild N' Out back. And I was like, oh shit. So I follow Nick on Twitter. And then one day he tweeted, who's the funniest person on the internet? Whoever gets the most retweets of oh, hashtag wow. Wildin' Out Needs Me, I'll audition personally. Sick. So I had I was doing YouTube for a couple years at that point. I had like my, you know, my minions uh retweet. And after some retweets, I got a DM that was like, hey, if you're serious, contact this person about your audition. I was like, dope. Y'all know Abe, Abe's Dave's yeah. manager. So Abe knew Niall, who's one of the producers on Wild and Out. Shout out to Niall and shout out to Abe. So Abe texted me. He was like, hey, man, if you're serious, I know one of the producers, you know, um, like get you in there. I'm like, sweet. Okay, cool. So it was like both. I had the opportunity. I was like lit. But I remember specifically I got there and Niall, Wild and Out dude, producer, was like, you Abe's boy? All right. He told me you were good. You better show up. I was oh, like, shit. let's oh, yeah. go. So um, audition was I walk into a room. Room like this size, to be honest. Maybe a little bigger. Fucking like, maybe like six people and, and Nick Cannon just sitting there. Hmm. 
Oh, here's what's funny. Nick actually knew about me for my music, not the wow. comedy. Mm-hmm. Because Which is also validating. Yeah. Which yeah, is crazy because oh, here's what happened, right? Because years ago, Billboard put out this list called the Uncharted Chart, and it was for people who weren't signed. And just their numbers, you know what I'm saying? So, and when they premiered that list, I was number one. Traffic was number one on that list. Sick. And one of Nick's artists, because he was signing people to Incredible, was this girl named Colette Carr. And she was either number two or number three on that list. So he was just kind of checking out everybody. Yeah, so yeah. when I came into the room, I was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, he's like, okay, traffic, what's good? I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we get in there. They were like, they asked me to rap, like either freestyle or written. I did both. And then they had me play some improv games. And then um, they'll say some shit like, all right, Kevin Hart is in front of you right now. Diss him. Some shit like that, you know? And then they called me back for like the follow-up audition, which was like the group. And then they called me up and said, you're on the show. And I was like, sweet. That's, That's amazing. Dope, man. Yeah, man. It was fun. You know, I'm always uh, I'm always grateful to my time on Wild and Out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was, it, was, it was super fun. It was a good look. When we broke up, I think it was the right time you feel me like i didn't initiate it but i always tell people it's like when you're in a relationship that you've been trying to get out of but she ain't do nothing wrong mm-hmm. so you're like ah, i'm all right i'm gonna stick with it for a little bit and mm-hmm. then she's like hey i think we should break up and you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what happened yeah. you know and they hit me up now they want me to come back you know what i'm saying because i don't think they've been really able to um fill my space on that show right right but i kind of feel like you know, I'm, I'm, I did my shit on there. I'm, I'm good, but like it's all love. There, yeah, you know? I mean, in my opinion, that was just the perfect pocket for you. Like you said, you 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 had the music thing that you were already known for by Nick Cannon, right, right. And then the comedy thing was just what you were all about. And at that time, there was no Asian face to you know yeah. that you would expect to see on a show like that. Right. And it wasn't like you were a dude that like, oh, they got an Asian guy on the show. Like, nah, that like that's Tim. Like he's right. actually one of the stars on the show. And you he's know smoking I mean? for yeah. Us. And and I think like. You know, as an Asian, like you, you hella proud of that. You're like, hell yeah, bro, let's go. Yeah, you know what man. I mean. And Thanks. like, so you come off as a very self-aware, confident person. Like you said, mm-hmm. I know I'm good at music. I know I'm I'm funny, and I'm I'm. This is like, this is perfect for me. Like, mm-hmm. how did you have that confidence of knowing what your strengths were, what you know didn't work for you? Like, where did you find all that? Yeah, man. You know what? In terms of wilding out specifically, I just knew it would be good for me, right? Because I used to battle people in high school and stuff, right? And I knew I could rap a little bit, but also at the end of the day, I knew I was funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I hate roasting, to be honest. The new Wild and Out episodes, they got games where specifically all they're doing is roasting each other. Yeah. And um, that's not my favorite, you feel mm-hmm. me? Even when I would battle people in high school and people would be saying shit to me, in my head I'd be like, I just need to come up with like two or three good joke bars and I like that land and I get the fuck out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's why... It was a perfect transition for Wild and Out because Wild and Out, you're not up there. It's not like Grind Time, King of the Dot, URL right, shit, right, where you're right. rapping like ten minutes of bars with somebody. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like you get there, set up, punch, set up, punch, ding, laugh, you out. And that's why I was perfect because I was doing that in high school, and mm-hmm. um, I just knew it was the right pocket for me. When you brought up like uh, I'm like repping Asian people, right. it's funny because like. You know, when I'm up there, there were definitely times where I felt like shit. Because when they would come at me, it wasn't like, oh, they're coming at Tim, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got a, you got a fucking flat nose and whatever, mm-hmm. right? They were coming at me with Asian jokes. Right, yeah, you right, know? sure. And I'm not rebuttaling with black jokes. If I'm talking to Carlos, I'm talking to Carlos. If I'm talking to Chico, I'm right. talking to Chico, yeah. right? So it's like, when they were coming at me, I'm like, I'm defending my whole fucking <laughs> yeah. race of people, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And I didn't mind that, you know? Right. Like... 
Um, yes, it got a little played. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I was glad we broke up. I feel like I did what I had to do on mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. There's so much I could do, right? And I, I also feel like it got to a point where they were like, we done said everything we could say to Tim already. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yes, I'm short. Um, yes, I'm Asian. But after that, like, what are you going to say? I'm fucking cute. What else can you say to me? <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, but, but, oh, but fucking what, cute. <laughs> they wanted me back. It was right after fucking the Rona, right? Mm. And I was like, guys, honestly, look, I appreciate it, but there's no way I'm dealing with 30 bat soup jokes a yeah, day. I was like, I sure. do not yeah, want to yeah, deal yeah, with this yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, I'm good. Yep, yep. <laughs> so I did you like, say that to them? Yeah, the oh, producers shit. that were texting me, I'm like, I'm not about to deal with like these bat soup jokes every day. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a good time. Man, that's dope. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you know, when I look at your career and, you know, as I'm, like, you know, looking you up, I'm, like, researching, I'm like, man, this fool does everything. I mean, like, <laughs> you you are following that that Fresh Prince format and, you know, you're doing a bunch of food stuff yeah, and, yeah. like, you launching a clothing brand. So, like, you know, when I look at you, it's more than just the, that little trifecta of the Fresh Prince format. I mean, like, you are a business, you know what I mean? Like you are a walking business. Thanks, and so man. where did you kind of get that like entrepreneurial mindset from? I mean, maybe it's just because, you know, I grew up an only child. And also I grew up with a family that, you know, I had a Thai food restaurant for like 20 years. And running a restaurant is, is difficult. Yeah, you know? Thai food sounds bomb right now. Oh, bro. Oh, <laughs> it's man. Random. You just said that and something just changed. That's, you that's gotta have my mom's dog. It's next level, oh, man. bro. Yeah. And I mean, to this day, I don't even have like an assistant, you know, and people are kind of like surprised by that. Like people that are kind of in the same lane as me. And I just, I kind of like, I just don't trust other people with my shit, you mm-hmm. know? I trust myself to handle my shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always believed that there's no point in worrying about the shit you can't change, right? It's right. like, shit's going to go how it's going to go. Like, why why stress about that? But the things I can control is what I do and how much work I put in, mm-hmm. you know? I always felt like if I was consistent and steadily working at what I wanted, then the only way I would go was up. You feel mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm, it's like totally. you get to a point where you, you get tired of, of waiting around for opportunities to present themselves, right? And I was like, look, man, even if it's like baby steps, right? I know if I'm continuously making baby steps, I know I'm like just moving forward. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I'm like, I just got to be on my shit and just keep working, you know, at the things I want to do because it's a lot of shit I want to do, you yeah. know? I think also that just kind of comes from just uh, honestly being Asian in mm-hmm. the industry and, you know, because I had a, a, like a traditional agent back before YouTube and I really, owned, the biggest thing he got me was like I was an extra in Tokyo Drift. You mm-hmm. feel me? Oh, you were in Tokyo Drift? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the background. Yeah. There was no opportunities out there for mm, me, you know? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I found this fucking random website called YouTube let me just start throwing shit up there. And then when people, when it got a little traction, I was like, oh, let me keep throwing shit up there, you know? Yeah. And, I, and that's when I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just keep keep doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did, did anybody other than Will Smith inspire that kind of hustle for you? I mean, I really look up to Jamie Foxx, too, mm-hmm. because in terms of somebody who does music and comedy. And his music was dope, mm-hmm. His music was really Legit. good. Yeah. And can pull it off. Right? There's not a lot of people out there like that. I mean, nowadays, it's kind of more common. You know, like you got like Donald Glover and like... But yeah, back in yeah. the day, it was like you kind of had to pick a lane. Right. Sure. But Jamie Foxx was doing all that shit. And, I, you know, I used to watch like Old and Living Color reruns all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the fact that 
he was doing funny shit, but also a fucking like, you know, Academy Award for Ray. Right. And then yeah. all, and then there would be like random pictures of like Jamie Foxx grinding on girls, hosting parties in Vegas. I'm like, <laughs> so, they just doing everything. He don't care. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, all right. You know, so I really look up to Jamie Foxx too. Yeah. And bro, one time I was at a Beyonce concert and I was walking by. And I fucking ran into Jamie Foxx. And he knew who I was. Oh, so he was like, yo, yeah. you're funny. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, yo, you're funny. Yeah. Hey, do something funny. Make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yo, you're funny. Can you grab me a drink? <laughs> but no, nah, so that was that was a cool moment for me. Um, That's dope. Yeah, so Jamie Foxx I look up to, Will Smith I look up to. And um, just people that are really like, I like people that are able to just do everything because I'm trying to just do a bunch of shit, you know? So Any Asians you look up to, though? You know, <laughs> it's so funny, dog, because as I was saying those names, I was like, there's got to be a... Oh, you know what? Here's the thing, too. It's, it's lit. Um, Coming up in my, like, journey of just wanting to be in the entertainment industry, whenever I saw Dante Bosco doing shit... I was shit, just about hey, to ask. I was just about to ask. Dante? Was, yes, Dante. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Dante, I don't, I don't think people give him enough credit right, yeah. as being... The Asian dude in not Asian spaces. Mm-hmm. You feel yeah, me? Because sure. when I would watch The Fresh Prince, so I would watch fucking Hanging with Mr. Cooper, like it was always Dante yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I remember being younger, way younger, and seeing Dante on Take the Lead, mm. and then realizing he was playing a high school kid and Googling and being like, this motherfucker is 30 playing a high school kid? <laughs> He's not going to be able to do this shit for too much longer. Yeah, Someone yeah. needs to take this spot. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. To this day, dog, I get tweets where people are like, hey, were you in Blood and Bone? Are you that dude from Blood and Bone? And I'm like, bro, that's Dante Bosco. This movie came out like so long ago. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But people always mistake me for him too. Yeah. And now, you know, he's cool with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, so it's nice to be able to be like, when people are like, hey, are you that dude from Blood and Bone? I'm like, no, actually, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like nah, me and him are, are cool though. But, you know, Dante's a good dude. So shout out to Dante. Yeah. He was definitely somebody that made me feel like I can do that. If mm-hmm. he does that, I can do that. And I think mm. that's that's when representation is important, you know? Yeah. For sure. Would you consider yourself like a role model? Like if if people look to you like, yo, man, like I look up to you. Like, how does that make you feel? First of all, I'll answer that. Tim is a role model. <laughs> I, I, I remember doing YouTube stuff back in 05 as well. You yeah. know what I mean? And just trying to like randomly throw shit out there. And then... I remember the first time we would get like fucking a thousand views, you would look at their homie and be like, I don't know a thousand people, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, so when you would stumble across somebody like Tim, yeah. this fool's getting like millions, you're like, what the fuck is life yeah. right now? Who is this yeah. dude? You know yeah. what I mean? So, so people like Tim actually made me personally feel like I could keep going as well. So, I mean, feel free to answer your own questions. <laughs> Thanks, man. No, saying. thank you. I appreciate that. No, honestly, you know, like... You know, when I'm making, like, dick jokes and stuff, <laughs> which I do a lot, in my head I'm not like, yes, emulate this, right. right? But I do realize from the jump that there was power in what I was doing mm-hmm. and that even by being myself, mm. it was showing young Asian kids that, like, oh, I don't have to be a certain way or, right. like, I can be myself and it's okay. And, like, at the end of the day, even, like, beyond, like, the Asian kids and me trying to, like, make them proud, you know what I'm saying? My A lot of my energy I try to put out there is, like, yo, be unapologetically yourself mm. and don't give a fuck what other people think, right? And and that's what I always try to put out there because I was just like, look, man, I'm, I'm me. That's really all I know how to be. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you may think this is like whether you think this is fake or you think it's appropriation or whatever you think it's like look man i'm just here to be me and put out like some positivity into the universe and for sure like i realized 
that I'm definitely like an influence on these kids. That's why I started doing the Dear Dela Ghettos, yeah, you know? Yeah. Because I knew a lot of young Asian kids didn't have somebody to talk to about that type of thing. Right. So when they would write me about like, hey man, I got a bump on the on the tip of my penis. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I knew it was like it was important for me to give them my two cents and my knowledge. Cause here's what a lot of people don't know too, right? That you're extremely knowledgeable about bumps on penis. <laughs> yes. Because, bro. I was in college, you know what I'm saying? Like, I took human sexuality. I took women's studies classes. I, like, I, I actually learned a little bit of shit. Okay. You feel me? And I was fucking a lot back then. <laughs> <laughs> so. A reminder, uh, one in four in Long Beach. <laughs> yes, I gave all the one in four their diseases, dog. <laughs> S-Tim-D, dude. Oh, gosh. S-Tim-D. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah. So, um. I definitely recognize that, you know, I, I influenced a, a lot of youngins, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to this day, kids come up to me like, yo, bro, like, those dude de la ghettos got me through high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, helped me be a, a confident person, helped me, like, feel better about myself. It's it's touching for me. It makes me feel like, you know, like, oh, you, they, I have purpose in the in the universe, you right, know? Right, right. So, well, like, let's take this shot. This, oh. this, I've been waiting. We've just been looking for the right time. And that time is now. Yes. Here we go. Well, real quick, what is this shot again, Chad? Green tea shot. Green, Green tea, tea shot. shot. Courtesy I'm... of Chadler Beggy. Hey, cheers. cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yes, appreciate you. Do y'all tap? Mm. A lot of y'all dancers are from Texas. Texas. Tap. There Texas you go. always tap. We do tap. <laughs> mm. Wow, that was delicious. Sure oh, that's wow. great. Yeah. That just tastes like juice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, a, that's a What's creeper. in it? What's in it? Uh, Jameson. Jameson? Jameson's in Wow, you sneaky guy! Huh. You, Amazing. I would have never guessed. No. Yeah, I would have thrown a clear in there. I'll, yeah, I thought it was like a gin or something like that. Wow, wow. there we oh, go. Shout out to Gin too. Shout out to Gin oh, the yeah, MC. Gin. Yeah, yeah, gin. Gin. Oh, that is all, a good all, shout all out. That makes sense in this particular. Yeah. yeah, I love it. But yeah, man, like you know, we all just came out of a crazy pandemic, and you know, your name change happened in the pandemic. A lot of people were figuring out how to pivot, how to Did switch things out? up. I mean, are we still? Well, we're kind we're of out in of the it? woods, right, mostly, sure. yeah. right? You yeah. know, here we are live, right? You know, we're, we're we all caught the vid at some point. I'm imagining, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So <laughs> we're being safe. I'm just assuming y'all are vaxxed up. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the triple vax boosted okay. up. Yeah, well, I, boosted yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. I don't know if I believe in the next booster, but uh, I I got the last booster. Yeah, it's so many. Oh my god, I'm like, all right, bro, how many boosters we gonna take, dog? I know, I feel. You. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Shout out Omarion. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Omarion. We all got that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, you know, what what were some of the things that, you know, realizations for yourself, lulls to, like, different approaches you took on what you wanted to do creatively, professionally? Like, what were some of your, like, COVID realizations? You know, aside from the whole existential name change crisis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if anything, I think you really kind of start to think about, like, family and death mm. a little more mm-hmm. i mean i always think about death just not like i like talking about death you feel me mm. but <laughs> just, my, my dad i don't know always, if i feel you but i'm down <laughs> my dad always joked about death a lot growing up so I, I just love like talking about death and joking about it but like there was a time i think during the pandemic where people were like man i really need to appreciate life and appreciate mm-hmm. my family and my peoples because you never know you know what i'm saying and and you know it sucks that i think it, it takes death to make you appreciate life Mm -hmm, you feel me mm -hmm. i think that happened for a lot of people and you know not gonna lie though like i feel fortunate during the quarantine time of the pandemic where 
you know, I was comfy in my house with, with my wife and it was a good time for us to really like just hang out and yeah. bond and enjoy each other and like get pregnant, mm -hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was like low key, high key for those two years where I feel like we were kind of just kind of figuring everything out was ideal for us to get pregnant and yeah. have a child where I feel like if shit was popping for me right now, right? And let's say I'm fucking shooting a movie and I'm off and I'm touring. It's mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't be as involved in her pregnancy yep. and my child's first year of life. Right. So it was kind of, everything was like perfect. You feel me? It was kind of like a blessing in disguise, you know, yeah. where I was still able to make money from the crib as all these companies are also kind of navigating the pandemic mm -hmm. and like figuring out a way to do brand deals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like still making money while like I'm home with my pregnant wife and my baby. It's kind of dope. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sick, lie. dude. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty yeah, sick. No, that's yeah. good. I, I wanted to get into that a little bit. Too. Again, congratulations yeah, to you, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you, bro. That's, that's lit. Awesome. You should have y'all should have kids. <laughs> Let's not just it's go pack actually out some lit. <laughs> Tell us about it, man. Just it's, get into it. One reason why it's so lit for me is because we were we were ready mentally, mm -hmm. financially. We were like, let's. Have so a it baby. was planned. You it guys was had planned. Okay, it wasn't yeah, no accident. Yeah, uh -huh. This was like she was monitoring her fertility and ovulation. Got it. She yeah. woke me up at 6 a.m. one day and was like, I'm ovulating. We gotta have sex. And I was like, oh, God, let me take a shit. Let me take a shit. And then we, and then, I swear, let me just take a shit and we'll get it in. I, I swear. Uh, and then we went in for a week. I was tired, bro. And then we got pregnant. Yeah. Literally after wow. a week, bro. I told her I wore her ass. I was like, I got super sperm. It's not gonna be difficult. And man, look, I knew I was gonna like it. But I didn't know I was gonna like it as much as I do. Wow, you feel that's me? amazing! Yeah, yeah, dog, it's it's such a blessing, and I, I think that is the difference between people who aren't necessarily ready at first yeah. and people who are kind of just ready. I was prepared and I wanted it, and I really wanted a daughter too. And then so like we had Sick. a little girl. And yeah. I was like, yes. Um, I mean, I would have loved a little boy too, but I mean, I really wanted a daughter, man. I just felt it in my bones. You no key, high key, I want a daughter too. Yeah, man. dog. I was just telling the homies, I'm like, look, I wouldn't be mad if we just had all daughters because she wants to have like three more and shit. Uh -huh. Because I'm like, look, man, I'm not good at catch. I don't be watching. I don't be watching. I don't watch sports. I don't know how to put a fuck in. I don't know how to fix the garbage disposal. Like, I don't know, dog. Like, yeah. I'm cool with this with this feminine energy in the house. Yeah. You know what I'm Whereas saying? you took women's studies. That I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I mean, I could tell her about her body. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but look, if this little boy comes up to me, you know, if we have a son and he's trying to do manly shit, I'm like, all right, look, man. I'll teach you how to shit. Shave. I tell you how to get some bitches. No, I'm swear. <laughs> but that's that's as that's as far as we yeah. can go. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Oh, um, but yeah, man, it's super fun. And as cliche as it sounds, you know, it's like when you have this child, it you know it changes everything. It's like you you um all your priorities are completely flipped. You feel yeah, me? It's yeah. like, I'm, you're not living for yourself anymore. Right. You look into this little being's eyes and you're like, I have a whole new reason for existing and high key, a whole new motivation for creating mm. and doing my shit, right? Because right. I did feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I wasn't even really like rapping and stuff, um, I wasn't motivated to do it. You know what I'm saying? I felt like you kind of get to a place where you're complacent and I feel like 
you know, when I was the hungriest and grinding is when, you know, I was like broke and hungry, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And when shit kind of goes successful a little bit and you're in a good place, um, you lose that drive a little bit, mm -hmm. right? But now that I have the, a new reason to create and to make shit, it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm motivated again, yeah, you know? Yeah. So yeah, bro, it's, it's dope. It's like I have a whole new reason for existence yeah that's yeah. freaking amazing in light of that so you know you're obviously somebody who's kind of i don't think you have any lack of motivation to stay driven i mean your career has been amazing but Thanks, then you man. have this this person that you brought into the world yeah. and and everything is is geared towards making sure that she lives in the best what's, what's your daughter's name veda veda veda, right. yes, veda. Yes, 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 yes. and so you know with your goals now right you know what what you're trying to achieve whether that be professionally or just even personally like what do you feel like you're kind of looking forward to in the future? I'm happy with everything I've accomplished, right? And I, I have to remind myself of that sometimes because you can, it's easy to get into the uh, hamster wheel of like always chasing sure. the next yeah. thing, yep. right? So every once in a while, I have a bougie ass dinner and I sit <laughs> and I look at everything around me and I'm like, I'm blessed. This is great. Mm -hmm. uh, count your blessings. This is, life is beautiful, right? But I do also, I feel like I have a lot more that I want to do. Um, I also feel like, man, like, you know, Asian people in the media kind of just started popping. You know just what I'm started, yeah. yeah. I feel like I, you know, and I feel like I've been grinding for like 15 years online and it's finally a time where Okay, I got a little bit of like media clout where my foot is in the door mm -hmm. at just the right time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you got to take care of daddy stuff, you get, you just put in a good word for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the door is open for you. You just let them know I can walk through. You know? Oh, I, I, I misunderstood. No, I was like, oh, you trying to babysit while I go on, <laughs> while I go on auditions? Dude, you know I know what? Like that. You know, I, I, I ain't bad with kids. I do love kids. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I feel like. You know, it's a lot of shit I still want to do, right? Yeah. So this is just the right time where doors are beginning to open up. So I'll always tell people, like, everything that I've done is great, but I want to just elevate it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yes, I've been on a cable show, mm -hmm. but I would love to get a spot or a, a part in a network yeah, show. Yeah, like some yeah, ABC, yeah. NBC right, shit, right, right? And, like, I've had small parts in small movies, but mm -hmm. I want to either, like, write my own shit and sell it or like be the main face in a mainstream movie you right, feel right, me right, yeah. cause look I'm not like yes I'm an artist but like no fuck that I'm trying to go mainstream fuck the artistry <laughs> yeah, dog yeah. I wanna be you wanna in be the blockbuster main... yes yeah. bro so that's the goal yeah. you feel me it's also kind of a blessing that I'm not popping during this pandemic time cause mm -hmm. can you imagine how frustrating it would be to have like a hit movie and it goes straight to HBO and Max. Straight to streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like have Not a hit deal, record yeah. and you can't tour it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that must suck for people, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like kinda I'm feel like everything, you know, you gotta trust the timing and trust right. the universe. And I'm yeah. I'm happy with the pace that I'm going and uh, and I feel like it's scary to be super popping right now, like mm. TMZ and fucking, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? The internet wants to wants to uh, go crazy and yeah. every mistake. With cancel you culture made. and everything like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, right now I'm cool, I'm chilling. Like I'm mm -hmm. all right. I'm just I'm just setting up to make some moves. You yeah. Know? yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought up a um 
a little theme. Uh, it's kind of popping to be Asian, especially <laughs> in all that. Like, hmm. how do you? I mean, I, I'm sure we all got our our own perceptions of that. I was just uh, joking around with Mike Song just the other day, talking about this Netflix thing that's on. I didn't see it. I, I watched the trailer. I couldn't get into it. Singles Inferno. Oh, that show is fire. Oh, bro. the Korean show. That of course, you watched that. Man. Yeah, it's but fire. The point is, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute. You're saying there's a fuck ton of Asian people that just look sexy as hell and they just do shit that regular Jersey Shore type people do? Like a bunch of other regular like white, people, white black people in America? Not at all. <laughs> Not you know what ain't mean? even watched it. Of course I didn't watch it. That shit looked ridiculous to me. But they do look sexy. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I ain't never seen that before. So I I was already inspired to watch the trailer. Yeah. That's the point. I was already like, what is this? I've never seen sexy Asians. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like we are in a unique time where Asian is like, a is in yeah like speak on that because you're you're in you know what I mean like you're <laughs> we're in bro <laughs> yeah you know um, what I mean? yeah no it's an interesting time dog like right especially with like like K-pop and Squid Game mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. specifically you gotta remember like Asian dudes are in right now where mm. I feel like Asian girls like yes it's debatable on how they've been represented right right like, right, you right. Know, but I feel like for the first time ever Asian dudes are actually in some mainstream shit, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like a whole new ball game, yeah. right? And there's range. It's like you don't even have to just be like machismo Asian, like right. you know, you could you could be super effeminate too, you know what I mean? And just rap. Here's what's crazy, right? I remember going on auditions a few years ago and people kind of being mad that your social media following played into the auditions, mm-hmm. you know, where you would do your your slate to camera and it was like you know name age where you from and and what you're following and i know that a lot of people in traditional media were kind of bothered by that because they're like ugh, these fucking kids and their social media like followings are getting into these auditions Mm -hmm. but for me i feel like bruh like i've literally been building this for 15 years just to get my foot in the door. Right. You feel me? Right. So it's like, if that can help me get in the room where I wasn't even close to the room before, mm-hmm. then I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what, as far as Asian dudes being more like just popping in current like TV and movies and shit, I probably have submitted more auditions in the past year than I have in fucking the past 10 years, dog, mm. of trying to be in shit. Right. Where, you know, I was auditioning before... And it was like, yeah, okay, they need an Asian dude. Or it might be the random role. It was like, it doesn't matter the ethnicity, you know? But now every audition is. Ethnicity doesn't matter. It actually helps if you're some type of, you know, uh, like uh, not white. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, this is a, you know, it's a whole new ball game, yeah, you know? And yeah. it's lit. I love mm-hmm. it, right? I love that you highlight the fact that the social media following is work. It's not like you just somehow right. woke up one morning, you got a million followers, yeah. and as if like that doesn't validate like your talent. Like you're only gonna build that kind of following because you have the talent. You know, I think it just it's a non traditional way because that's not how things used to be done. And mm-hmm. then I mean now like we can get into all like Web three and all this other stuff. <laughs> that's like that. You know, that's gonna be another game changer, right? With like all of that stuff, you know, that you've built to what you're like trying to now shoot for, your motivations with your daughter and all that. And like the concept of success is something that I feel like is a very arbitrary term, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody wants some version of success in their life. So with where your life is at now, with where your head is at, how would you define success for yourself? Honestly, man, like, let's say I died today, right? Or I got diagnosed with some shit where I was like, I was gonna die in a month. 
I could look back on my life and be completely happy with what I've accomplished, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, right? Like there's this idea of success and success is kind of, um, you know, it all depends on how you feel about it, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I got to a point where I made a name for myself and also I was able to take care of my family and these were like the main things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where I feel like when I would be shooting these little dumbass videos with my friends and up late night doing like internet shit and going to the studio and I would tell my mom and dad like, look, I know this is crazy, but I'm telling you it's going to pay off, right? Mm-hmm. When I could actually take care of some shit for them and like pay off the house or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I was like, that was dope. thanks, man. Yeah. I was like, look, at the end of the day, beyond the, the fame shit, this is what I set out to do, right? So at this point in my life, the fact that I, I've done that, I'm good. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like, if this was where I was at and it was just all over, I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I feel good about that. But, you know, I still got some shit I want to do. And if I can keep doing that, that's a blessing. Would I consider myself successful? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people will sit out to do some shit like this and, yeah. and it doesn't work out. You know, I came up with a lot of people in the Asian YouTube demo and it's a lot of people, you know, that that ain't doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I wouldn't say that's because they failed or fell off. It's like, it's a lot of people that was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to just go have my family and do my thing, right. you know? And um, I look around now and it's like, man, it's really, it's not a whole lot of us that were in that group that are still doing shit. Every day I'm like, I feel so blessed that people have been watching me this long, that I still have people tuning in after 15 years on the internet. That's crazy because the internet is fickle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I always try and count my blessings. I feel like, yeah, I did good, um, but I'm still trying to do more, you know? Got it. Got so. it. That's what's up, man. I'm hella inspired. Tim inspires me more than I thought of you. <laughs> Straight up. I thought he was like, okay, but like now I see her talking to him, I'm like, damn, real I'm inspired. Talk, real man. talk. I'm real just talk. good at bullshitting, dog. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, so Tim, uh, we like to end each episode with a little fun little lightning round. So we're going to fire Let's off some it. questions at you. So here we go. Lightning round. Pepsi. <laughs> yes, pineapple. Yeah, you read my mind. Yes, pineapple's on pizza. Pineapple's on pizza. Yes. Pineapple's on pizza. That's good. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Well, the last thing you ate. Uh, sushi on a conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah, three minutes from That's me. right. Which is why he was late. <laughs> Best rapper of all time. Uh, oh my God, my first thought was Andre 3000. I'm such an outcast. Andre 3000? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Wow, okay. Wow, 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 wow. Asian Can't... YouTuber you want to punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Joji yes. Sukawa. <laughs> yes! Yes! Love it. Damn right, Joe. What's up? <laughs> what is one thing that most people don't know about you? I barely grow armpit hair. Sick. Yeah, yeah. That's lit, bro. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, show us. Prove it. <gasps> wow. That's I don't shave. What about your ass hairs? Oh, thick. <laughs> now I'm super impressed. <laughs> acting, comedy, and music. Pick one. Ah, damn. Acting. Wow. Ooh. Wow, he said wow to himself. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, low key for real though. Next child, boy or girl? Uh, you know, I want a little squad of girls, man. I want a little girl group, to be honest. Oh, All right, there it is. All right. What is your biggest fear? Deep water. I'm not a good swimmer. Ooh, I can't tread. Yeah, yeah. That's me too. The ocean scares me, bro. Yeah, dog. Damn. What is your superpower? 
Um, you know what? Ah, uh, damn. I was trying to be funny, but honestly, just being able to uh, stay positive through any situation. Oh mm, man, mm, that's that some boring shit. Okay, uh, yeah, I know so another boring. more traditional superpower. You know, like on some Marvel shit. Oh, uh, what what is my? Or what do I wish? What I do had? you wish you had? I wish I could uh teleport. Ooh, same. Oh damn, where would you teleport right now? Um, Thailand. What if every single time you teleported though? Your dick got a little bit smaller. Would you I, still be using it? I, probably not. <laughs> Tim is an honest man. He's like, I got three teleportations left. <laughs> what, what is a dream opportunity? To write my own movie, do whatever I want, and have uh, and do it with Will Smith. <laughs> That's sick. That's pretty That's good. Sick. Let's put it out there. That's pretty good. Dream collab. Like musically, whatever. 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 You can say Kinjas. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kinjas, Jake Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul. Damn, yeah, that, that would be good. Though. Though. I'm hype on that. Uh, I, I would love to uh, do a track with Kanye, even though he's, you know, he's a genius, yeah, but he's he, crazy. You mean just yeah, crazy. He's a crazy know, genius. You can go from Delegato Chantrance. You gotta respect his yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yay. What is something that you believe should be canceled? You know what? Uh, student loans. Yes. I believe in that. I Hell believe yeah. In that. <laughs> That's great. Somebody that you know that uh, needs more credit. Oh, damn. Just throw a random plug out here. Uh, there's, You know, I know there's somebody, too. There's someone out there, dog. Nice. Yeah, there's always someone out there. Next <laughs> question. Joji Sakawa. <laughs> Way to bring it back. What is your biggest regret? My biggest regret... Um, Joji Tsukawa. <laughs> <laughs> the night I fuck Joji in the ass. <laughs> uh, my biggest regret. Shit. You, you know what? Um, one time, I think when I was younger, I didn't stick up for my mom when some kids were laughing at her not being able to speak English. I, I, mm. feel, I feel bad about it. I, I, I think about it to this day. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I was a little it. ass kid. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like, you know, you give them the peer pressure, you kind of like laugh with the kids. And then I was like, oh, my mom got her feelings hurt. Right, right. Oh. Well, I wish my mom would speak more English. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, if this is translated to Vietnamese one day, it will be, dude. It will be. What is your proudest moment? Proudest moment, paying off my family's mortgage. Yeah, that was sick. That bro. Was, when I seen that video, yo, bro. Thanks. I got man. a little teary eyed, man. That, thanks, was, that was pretty thanks. dope. That you want to hear a funny little tidbit? Fun, fun little touching tidbit about yes, that moment? Absolutely. You stole the money. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> After I uh, gave them the check for the mortgage on the house and the cameras were off, my mom was like, finally, I can take a break. Wow. And I was like, oh. Hmm. Oh dang! Yeah, that's she's, amazing. She, she was like, "Finally, I can I can rest or take a break or whatever." She said, wow. "I was like, Mom, man, I got work to do." <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you couldn't rap, act, TV, any of that comedy, what would you be doing? Um, honestly, now now since the way things have panned out, I'm probably trying to open up a little food spot, you know, a little food mm. truck or a little spot. Just kind of take my mom's recipes and finesse them into some current shit and like, I don't know, you know, make some like Thai Krapao tacos or something, you know. Mm. I still, that's still kind of in the back burner. Patent mm. pending. Don't yeah. be jacking that yeah, shit. Don't you heard it here first. Shit, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> less of more of. What would you want to see less of in the world and also more of in the world? Oh, man. Uh, less of Joji Sakawa. <laughs> Both. We need equal amounts. 
you know, less of people talking about shit they don't know about. I feel like mm. Twitter is oh like my God. really good. People like to talk shit just to talk shit when they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They might read a headline and react off that without reading the whole article. Shit like that. Less mm-hmm. of that. Less of like judgments. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. And um, more of listening to each other. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. So we we like to kind of hear people's thoughts about, you know, mastery, right? I think everybody's on some journey to master something, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Bruce Lee has this famous quote. He says, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times, mm-hmm. right? So through your life, through your career, what is something that you feel like you've mastered? You know what? I feel like I have just mastered the art of not giving a fuck. Nah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> so good. I like knew it was coming, but I still loved it. Oh, man. Nah, you know what? Well, kind of to, on the same token, right? I mean, and we touched on this earlier, yeah. right? The art of like grinding for yourself, right? Because I always try and preach, you can't control what happens in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I like to live my life. Because people will tell me like, yo, like you never seem like you're stressed about anything. Like I've, I've also been accused of not caring enough about shit, right? Mm-hmm. But I always kind of remind myself like, look, man, whether shit goes bad or shit goes good, you can't control what happens or what's going to happen. And I feel like I've mastered the art of controlling how I react to what happens right so Mm -hmm. there's that old saying right like life isn't about what happens to you it's about how you react to what happens Mm -hmm, to you mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i feel like for me my main thing has always been at the end of the day i can only control myself and how hard i work and how much i put in and i think that's why i've benefited from it you know Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not worried about none of the bullshit i do my thing as best that i can the most ways that I can and I just kind of like work towards my own shit and I think that is what makes me successful you know what I'm saying mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I say all that just to say not giving a fuck that's what know? it is that's what it is it's just, bro so Tim good. thanks for coming on man talking with you and just hearing just you know your your incredible journey bro it you know even with what you're talking about like not caring right or not 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 worrying about being somebody else that is not you, right? You're just mm-hmm. authentic to yourself, being very self-aware. And you are a role model, bro, like straight up, you know? And I don't think a role model needs to look a, any kind of way. Like if if someone looks up to you, they look up to you, you know? And it doesn't make you a perfect person, but, it, you know, you definitely recognize that you're putting on for Asian folks, but you're putting on for yourself. You're putting on for your family and you're inspiring a whole generation, man. Just homie to homie, like I'm super inspired just by hearing the stories. And I, you know, I have a ton more questions, but you know, we're running out of time. But dude, just thank you for doing what you're doing for the community, bro. And, and uh, for artists out there, for Asians, for Asian dudes, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you're putting it on and, and just thank you for coming on, brother. Well, thank you for the kind words, man. Thank y'all for having me on, guys. Thank you for the drinks, bro. Thank y'all for tuning in and <laughs> hey. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so. well, where can people find you if they're not already following you on socials, like yeah. YouTube's, all that? Plug it all in. YouTube.com slash Timothy. I got a couple podcasts on there and like hilarious food videos and other shit. Uh, also, uh, follow me on Instagram if you want. Tim Chantharangsu, my, my whole last name. That's it. 
We'll plug all that in the description of the show. Folks, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Thank you guys for following the journey to our second season. If you guys are digging what we're doing on the pod, make sure you follow us. We're on all the socials, Kinja's Podcast, Cast with a K, Twitter, IG, Facebook, all that. Leave us a five-star review if you're digging what we're doing. Leave us a rating. All of that really helps us get visibility. On Unless the you don't like what we're doing. Unless you don't like, like it, just stay fake quiet. it. Just and fake buy it. some Kinja noodles. Yes. Kinja bag noodles, <laughs> y'all. Yeah, you heard yeah, it too. Dude, we didn't have to say it. That's good. <laughs> We got to take that as just like a, a yeah. Can we make that a commercial? Shot. We're gonna make that a commercial. Buy some Kinja noodles. That's the Kinja, you gotta say Kinja Bang noodles. Buy some Kinja Bang noodles. Thank Whoa. you. <laughs> now do it again with your shirt off. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thank Thanks, you. y'all. We out of here. Peace. Bye.